0: You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 106, Growing to Your Next Level. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I wanna help you guys work through some common errors, or I don't even wanna call them errors, actually. Some common things that I see, kind of the natural progression that happens when people first start doing thought work. And there's some things that people kind of get stuck on. So if you're not sure what I'm talking about when I say thought work, what I mean by that is the practice of becoming aware of your thoughts and then choosing intentionally what you want to think. So you guys know on this podcast, I don't give you a lot of This is what you should do. Like I give you a lot of steps and tips and things you can try and things that are really practical, but I don't say you should run for an hour three times a week, or you should eat these foods or at work, this is how you should organize your shift. I don't give those actions of what you should do. I give more actions of how you can observe your thoughts and give you some alternative ideas and ways to look at things. So that's what I mean by thought work is becoming aware and choosing intentionally what we want to think because our thoughts are what create our emotions and our emotions fuel our actions. So if we can back things up instead of just focusing on the actions and be more mindful of our thoughts, as you see how we're getting more at the core of what truly is driving us and creating the situation in our lives. So that's where I put my focus. I want to get to the core of it, not just tell you what you should do, But if we can be more aware and intentional about what we think and feel, then it naturally drives us to take more useful action in our life. So in this episode, I want to help you guys with some common things that, like I said, it's just kind of the natural progression as you first start being aware of your thoughts and being intentional about them. I think it's a common thing that people start doing. It's definitely what I did when I first started realizing how important thoughts were. I started to do these things as well. So I want to talk to you guys about these to help you get unstuck. Okay? So I want to recognize how big of a thing it is to really be aware of your thoughts. Most of us aren't. I was thinking the other day how amazing it would be to be in my three-year-old's head. If I could hear her thoughts and what goes on in her brain, it would be so entertaining. (laughs) I was sitting feeding my little newborn. Well, actually, he's not a newborn anymore. He's almost a year old, you guys. Next month, he's going to be a year old. But I was feeding Eli, and I hear Evelyn outside the room, and we have a Google Home plugged into the wall. And I hear her say, hey, Google do big girls get into mama's stuff? (laughs) I was like, "Uh, no, Google, you better have my back on this one. But I was like, if I could just be in her head and hear all the things going on in there, all the mischievous little plans she's coming up with, or how she's interpreting the world, it would be so fascinating. And while I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get in her head and hear her thoughts... I can get in my own head. And a lot of us don't do that, right? We don't really pay attention to our own thoughts, what we're thinking about. It just kind of runs on default. Our brains just run on default. And so that's what I mean by this practice of thought work is just becoming aware of it. To pay attention when the house is a mess. What are the thoughts going on in your brain? We think we're just making observations about it. We think it's just how it has to be. But if we start paying attention to it, we can actually learn a lot about ourselves and we can actually take a lot more power back in our lives. So if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you've probably started to pay attention to your thoughts a little more. And that is great. That is the first step. But to take it deeper, we need to do what I'm going to talk to you about today. Okay? So what I tend to see happen when people realize that their thoughts are what create their emotions, that's a big deal. Like if you really let that sink in that your thoughts are what create your emotions, then we realize that we are the creators of our life experience. So it's not the messy kitchen making you feel how you do, it's your thoughts about it. It's not your manager and how they treat you at work creating how you feel. It's your thoughts about their behavior or about what they're saying to you, what you're making it mean about yourself. All of that is just your thoughts in your brain and it's creating your experience. And the cool thing about our thoughts is they are optional. Right? Like we can't always control things outside of us. We can't control our manager. We can't control what they do or say. We can't always control the house. I've tried. (laughs) I've tried to keep my house clean and I can't seem to control that because I live with other people and life, right? Messy houses. That's what I like to tell myself now. Messy houses are just life. Like that's the sign of someone living there. That messy corner with socks and blankets and dishes, that's just people being alive. But we can choose what we make things mean, right? So when we make it mean our life is horrible, no one's pitching in that things are hard, that there's so much to do, all of those thoughts are what create our experience. So once we start being aware of that, that is a huge like aha thing for a lot of people. At least it totally was for me. I was like, wait a second. You're telling me I could choose to think anything else, anything in the world that I want to. Isn't that kind of crazy? There are an infinite number of thoughts you could think in any given situation. And once we start noticing the ones our brain is choosing, sometimes it's like, oh, that's really interesting that my brain chose that one. Of anything it could choose in the world, it chose that specific But here's what I see people do. Instead of just being aware and being fascinated, like, oh, that's so interesting. Funny how I chose that thought. What we start to do is judge ourselves. We start to think, I know that I'm creating my experience and I'm creating a pretty miserable experience right now. So I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't be thinking those things. I should know better. And I got to tell you guys, I think the phrase I should know better or she should know better, is one of the least helpful phrases in all language. (laughs) I'm sure there are more useless phrases, but I think that one is pretty high up there on the useless phrase list. And I'm not judging. If you think that sometimes, that's okay, because I think that sometimes too. Sometimes my daughter will do something and I'll be like, she really should know better. The other day we were making dinner and she was asking for a treat. And I told her, no, you can't have a treat right now. We'll see how you eat dinner, and maybe after dinner you can have a treat. And then I get distracted. I'm taking care of the baby. My husband's making dinner, and Evelyn disappears for a little while. And so all of a sudden, we're like, hey, where's Evelyn? And we're calling out for her, and we hear a little bit of rustling around in the pantry. And when I open up the pantry door, there's Evelyn with a big bar of chocolate. (laughs) She had taken a few bites out of it already. And so my immediate thought was, she should know better. Now, I know she's three years old, so there's a lot she doesn't understand. But the word no, the words I said to her, she totally comprehends. It's not like I'm saying something above her development level. And so it feels really justified to think she should know better because she can understand what I'm saying. But the reason I think it's such a useless phrase is because clearly she does not know better. Like deep down, she thinks that what she's doing is the best option. Otherwise, she wouldn't be doing it. And so I can tell myself she should know better all day. But the fact of the matter is she really shouldn't know better. She hasn't had enough life experience to change her mind to think that what I think is the best option is the best one. You see what I'm saying? So we're just arguing with the truth that actually whatever people are doing, that's exactly what they know, what they think is best. And that's where they should be right now. And the other reason I think it's such a useless phrase is because all it does is make us frustrated. No matter how justified it feels, like you could sit here and argue with me all day, like really, they should know better. These are the experiences they've had. These are all the lessons everyone else gets it. Like you could sit here and argue with me all day. But that's not going to change what they're doing. And so by thinking they should know better, all it does is create frustration for you. It just makes your experience miserable. And so when we're doing thought work and we're telling ourselves, I'm creating a miserable experience for myself, I should know better. Here's the truth, you guys. You shouldn't know better. You should know exactly what you know right now. And what you're doing is a reflection of that. So if you're getting irritated, if you're thinking my patient is being so annoying and then you realize, oh no, it's just my thought creating that, right? It's my thoughts about them creating my feeling of annoyance. I should stop making myself so annoyed. And then we start telling ourselves I should know better. Then that's actually not true because part of you does know better, right? Your higher brain can reason through it and be like, okay, I know my thoughts are creating it but there's still part of you that believes that things outside of you are creating your experience. That other people's behavior and what they're doing is creating your emotions. And that's exactly where you should be right now. Grappling with those things is still having your brain offer you those thoughts that it's other people's fault, like normal human brains do, right? We like to find somewhere else to put the blame. That feels a little better to us. So it's normal that your brain is doing this and it still doesn't fully understand that you're the creator of your experience and that's okay. So you shouldn't know any better. Maybe down the road, it'll be easier for you. The more we practice it, definitely for me, the more I've practiced it, the easier it's become. So down the road, you might be at a different point, but right now you're exactly where you should be. You really are. You are exactly where you should be in this journey of doing thought work, okay? And when we tell ourselves we should know better, all it does is create more discomfort and frustration and irritation with ourselves. So if we're annoyed with our patient and we're telling ourselves, I shouldn't be annoyed with my patient, I should know better, now we've added Annoyed with ourselves on top of annoyed with our patient. So it's not helping anything. See, it's just a useless phrase, you guys. It's okay that you think it, but let's be on to our brains about it and let's treat ourselves with more compassion. So the way I think about thought work is kind of like pruning a tree. So right now, we're doing a ton of work in our backyard. We're excavating it, leveling the backyard, putting new sod down, sprinkler system, retaining wall. My husband is doing all that, I should say. He's doing a lot of work back there. And we had someone come over, a landscaper, and he was talking to me about this plum tree we have in our yard. And as he was looking at it, he was telling me about These little offshoots that he's pointing out on the branches, I guess they call them candles because when they grow, they just grow straight up. And he was saying, when you prune the tree, you want to take off the candles because they just drain the tree of the nutrients. They don't add to the aesthetic of the tree or anything like that. They just take nutrients. And so the rest of the tree isn't as healthy. And that's how I think of thought work. We want to pay attention to our thoughts and become aware of them so we can see those thoughts that are kind of draining our energy. Things that aren't serving us well. They're not adding anything to our lives. They're just kind of growing, doing their own thing, and we wanna prune them back. But imagine trying to prune a tree with a blindfold on. If you couldn't see anything, you wouldn't really know what needs to be cut off. And you might cut off some things that you don't wanna cut off and do some damage to the tree, right? So that's how I think of thought work is we need awareness to see how we want to prune this tree, how we want to prune our lives, what we want to create, what do we want to get rid of? How do we want to shape things up? And we have to have awareness to be able to see it and create that in our lives. So when we judge ourselves for our thoughts It's like putting the blindfold on. And so if we want to get awareness, we need to take the blindfold off and that requires compassion. So if we're compassion with ourselves, if we don't judge ourselves for those thoughts, if we just observe them and take note of them and really understand them, then we can decide what we want to nurture and what we want to let go of. And as we prune off those things that are draining our energy or just taking up space in our minds, then it gives all the nutrients back to the rest of the tree. Then we have more energy for the things we really care about, the things we want to do in our lives. And that's when you can grow to the next level. But in order to do that, it requires compassion. It's not just, it would be nice to be compassionate. It would feel better to be compassionate. That'd be a little nice touch to add. No, it requires compassion because you can't access those thoughts and those things that maybe you want to let go of in your life if you're going to judge them. And so that's why in Bold Nurse Society, we have a space where we don't judge our thoughts. We just observe them and we notice what they're creating in our lives. And we decide intentionally if we want to keep them, or if we wanna prune them off. And that's what I'm there to help you do, to help you create a space where you can see it more clearly. Because sometimes it's not just that we wanna prune off some of those branches. It's not that we just wanna reshape the tree. Sometimes we wanna take that whole tree out. So in our backyard with the work we're doing, there were a few trees that we decided to remove. And at first we were thinking of just cutting them down to the stump, Because it'd be low enough with the way our yard is that we could put bark dust over it. Actually, that would level out the yard and you wouldn't even know it was there. So that was one kind of easier option we were thinking of doing. But as we considered that, our neighbor told us that he had some of those same trees in his yard and he had tried doing that before. He had cut it down to the stump and then it grew back. And so he was saying, if you want to get rid of this tree, you have to completely dig it out, take the whole thing out, and then it won't come back. So sometimes when we do thought work in our lives, when we try to notice our thoughts and be intentional about them, we're pruning the tree when really we want to remove it. But we don't realize that. We're just like, I keep cutting it down and it keeps coming back. So if you have some tendencies like people pleasing that show up in so many different areas of your life. Maybe at work or in your relationships with your significant other, your family members. People-pleasing keeps coming back, keeps growing back, and you keep trying to cut it down. But then there's a new situation and it pops back up again. Or maybe you are a perfectionist and you find yourself being really hard on yourself when you don't do things perfectly in various situations. Then that's a tree that maybe we want to get to the root of and take the whole thing out. And I know, like, yanking a tree out, that sounds kind of brutal. But, like I said, it's a space of compassion. What we do in Bold Nurse Society is we want to examine the tree and love the tree and decide intentionally whether or not we want to keep it. And sometimes we want to start with a blank slate where then we can plant what we really want to grow. I can't wait till my landscaping's done. I can't wait to have this space with flowers and bright colors and fresh grass for the kids to run in and the patio where I can sit out there and eat dinner with my family. Like that's what I want to create in my life. I have this vision, but in order to get there, I'm going to need to remove a few trees and prune some trees back and plant new ones. But I can do all that out of love for my backyard not out of disgust of how it is now. And that's what I encourage you guys to do in your lives. Do it out of compassion. Do it out of love for yourself, not out of shame, not out of judgment, but out of love and compassion. And when you do that, that's when you gain so much more awareness and you will grow. You will grow to the next level. You will grow beyond what you can even imagine right now. All right, you guys, thanks so much for being here. I would absolutely love it if you would take a second, go over to Apple Podcasts, and leave a quick review for The Thriving Nurse. I love getting to read your guys' reviews, and I love that it helps other nurses find this podcast and get the help that so many of you have gotten. I have gotten so many lovely emails from you guys, and messages and DMs on Instagram saying how this work is helping you. And I would love it if every nurse had that same opportunity. Now I know this isn't for everyone and I'm okay with that, but for the people it is for, I want them to know how to find it. And I want them to know what's available to them. So I would really love your help with that. So leaving a review, that is an amazing way to do that. Sharing this podcast on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you like to connect with people, that would be amazing. All right, you guys, thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Who's your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be honored to be your coach. Come join me in Bold Nurse Society, my virtual coaching program where I help nurses build unshakable confidence create meaningful relationships, manage stress, and intentionally create a career and life they love. Each month we dive deep into these areas of personal growth through our monthly class and live coaching calls. You'll have access to me to ask questions anytime, and you'll get access to special bonus courses I know you'll love. Everything I've created is through the lens of the nursing lifestyle, so it's realistic and convenient for nurses. So whether you're a day shifter, a night shifter, a parent, or busy with other adventures, Bold Nurse Society is designed to fit your lifestyle. So if you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the next level, come hang out with me in Bold Nurse Society. Go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash work with me to learn more. I can't wait to see you there.